Hare Krishna. Happy Narasingha's Appearance Day. Narasingha Chaturdashi. Chaturdasha means 14 in Sanskrit, and Chaturdashi means the 14th lunar day. Narasingha Chaturdashi. So I'll chant one time the famous Narasingha prayer. <clears throat> Namaste <clears throat> Narasinghaya. Pralara la dadaine Iranya kashipur vakshashilatankanakalaye Itoner singer, but a toner singer Yato yato yamita toner singer Bahir nursinger the yener singer And a Bahir Nursingo Rida Ye Nursingo Nursinga Madin Sharanam Prabhade Tavakara Kamalavare Nakamadhuta Singam Dalita Hiranyakasipu Tanu Bringam Keshavadrita Narahari Rupa Jaya Jagadisha Hare Jaya Jagadisha Hare Jaya Jagadisha Hare Narasinga Dev Ki Jai. So, perhaps I'll begin by translating uh, those songs. Uh, <clears throat> Namaste, I bow to you. Narasinghaya, I bow to, unto you, Narasingha. Pralada Hlada Daine, unto you who gave bliss to Pralad. The name Pralad means the very blissful one. And so Prahlad or <clears throat> Ahlad both mean bliss. So Prahlada Ahlada Daine, Daine means unto the giver, unto the giver of bliss to the famous devotee Prahlad. Hiranyakashipur Vakshashila Tanka Nakalaye. And obeisance under Sringadev, whose Nakali, Nakalaye, his nails are um, Tanka, a chisel which broke the Hiranyakashipur uh, Vakshashila the stone chest of Hiranyakashipu. Hiranyakashipu was a very powerful asura, and it said that his chest was like stone. It was so hard, and yet the Lord's fingers were a chisel that actually broke that stone. So then he told Nursinga, but a Nursinga, here is Nursinga, there is Nursinga. Yato yato yami, wherever I go, tato nursinga, there is nursinga. Bahir nursinga, outside is nursinga. Hridaye nursinga, in my heart is nursinga. Nursingam adin sharanam prapadye. Prapadye, I surrender to uh, the, the adi sharana, the original shelter, the first or original shelter. Nursingham, Nursingham Adin Adi, like Adi Purusha, Nursingham Adin Sharanang Prapadye. Then Tava, Tava means your, your. 
Tavakara Kamalav, your lotus hands, Karami's hands, Tavakara Kamalav, Vare, on these excellent lotus hands, Adbhuta Singam, there's, there are astonishing nails, which are like, they're curved, like, like a lion. Uh, so these amazing nails on your excellent lotus hands. Tavakara Kamala, Varena Kamadhuta Singam. Dalita, and with those hands or nails, Dalita, you tore apart Hiranyakashipu Tanu, the Tanu, the body of Hiranyakashipu, Bringam, like a wasp. He was, he had controlled the universe. No one in the universe could defeat Hiranyakashipu, yet the Lord just tore him apart as if he were an insect. Dalita Hiranyakashipur Tanu Bringam Keshava, O Lord Keshava, Dritta means you have taken on, you have assumed Keshava Dritta Narahari Rupa, the man lion form, Narahari Rupa, Jaya, glory to Jagadisha, the Lord of the universe, Hare. It's actually in the second person, uh, glory to you, Lord of the universe, Hare. So that's that song. Um, now there's a verse from the Bhagavatam that I was trying to find for you. And I was given a verse number, and unfortunately it, uh, oh, 771. Looks like maybe it was my mistake, which I hate to admit publicly, but I think it was. Yes, it was my mistake. Sorry. There goes. Ability. Okay, so Srimad Bhagavatam 771, Sri Narada said, Evam, thus, Daitya Sutai Prishto, Prishto means question, thus questioned by the Daitya sons, the sons of the Daityas, Evam Daitya Sutai Prishto, Mahabhagavato Asura. The Asura, because technically, here, Asura doesn't mean a demon. Asura just, it's like a nationality uh, or an ethnic group. So, so Prahlad was an Asura, not in terms of his character or behavior, but you could say in terms of his nationality, I mean, or his uh, identity. So, and there's obvious irony here. Mahabhagavato Asura, the great Vaishnava Asura. So it's... Uh, there's obvious irony there in the composition of that verse. So Uvacha, he said, Tan, to them, to the Asura boys, Smayamanaha, smiling. So Prahlad's in a very good mood. He's a pure devotee. He's smiling. He's just having, he's very happy just preaching Krishna consciousness. And Smaran, Mad Anubhasitam. And he was remembering what I had taught him, what I had taught him. <clears throat> That's the word anubhashita. Bhashita means spoken. And here we have anubhashita. Anu means following. So anubhashita means uh, that which is uh, spoken that which Narada taught him. So he's remembering now. In other words, he's about to preach 
to the asuras, but as Prabhupada said, he's not going to concoct something. Uh, he's remembering what what Narada taught him, and clearly he's going to repeat the words of the great soul Narada. Of course, he's going to uh, what Narada? Yes, what Narada taught him. So uh, let's see the next verses. Because, of course, Prahlad is the great devotee of Lord Ringa. So, Sri Paradu Vacha. It's interesting, in the Bhagavatam, you may have noticed the L in Prahlada is replaced by an R, Praharada, uh, because R and L often uh, are sort of interchangeable in Sanskrit and various words. So, Sri Paradu Vacha, Sri Prahlad said, Pitari Prastite Smakam Tapase Mandarachalam Yudhodhmam Parang Chakrur. So, uh, he's going to just talk to the Asuras about, um, you know, the, about what's an Asura, what's a demigod, trying to kind of give him the, the basics. He's going to preach here. Actually, no, actually, this is still Narda speaking, forgive me. But it's, 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 it's funny, Narda spoke to Prahlad, and now... He taught Prahlad. Then he said, now Prahlad is going to speak. And so Narada is going to tell us what his student said. So clearly Narada Muni is very proud of his student Prahlad. So having taught him, he now is going to explain what his student taught the Asuras. And so, so going back to this verse 771, in a sense, our position is like that because Sri Narada Uvacha, uh, he said, Smaran Madan Uvashitam Prahlad, remembering what I taught him. Um, that's our situation because we have been taught by someone on the level of Narada Muni. We have been taught by Prabhupada. We, uh, most of us, belong to an institution which Prabhupada created. It was not my idea. I just uh, was very fortunate to run into it and recognize that, you know, Prabhupada's a devotee and this is the absolute truth. So, so just as Prahlad heard from Narada, we have heard from Prabhupada. We are obviously not on Prahlad's level at this point in our spiritual evolution, but still, you know, something's better than nothing, as they say. And so we, we definitely are very fortunate. So, and just as Prahlad is now going to preach to, he's going to teach his classmates, who are sons of Asuras, I don't want to say that all of us are, are preaching to Asuras or sons of Asuras. That would be a little uncharitable. Most of us live in countries that are clearly very fallen. I mean, often disgustingly so. But in terms of uh, the slaw that goes on and the just the shameless sense gratification, but still... There's a lot of good people that, you know, sort of mean well. They would like to be happy. They would like to have a better life. And so uh, we are, in that sense, at our own level, obviously, which is far below Prahlad. But we are in that same situation. We have heard from a great Vaishnava. We have heard from a great 
servant of the Lord, Prabhupada, he has given us this perfect spiritual knowledge about the nature of God, the soul, and the physical world. And now, just as Prahlad took that knowledge that he received from Narada, and he's going to spread it. He's going to spread the Hare Krishna movement. So that's what we should do. If we receive knowledge from great souls, as we have, and we don't distribute it, that knowledge will not live inside of us. Spiritual knowledge is a funny thing, to use that expression. It only comes alive when it's moving. It has to be moving. It's like water. Prabhupada gave the example that if water uh, stands without moving, it becomes contaminated. Have you ever seen in a river or a stream, there's some a little bit of water will become trapped behind a stone or you know some little part of the river, and that trapped water gradually becomes poisonous. I mean, you know, you see the white foam, and it it, it becomes very nasty. So we receive knowledge from great souls, but the secret of keeping that knowledge alive. I mean, if you join the Hare Krishna. Uh, you know, you must have realized something. I, I don't think any of you were, you know, were that hungry. So if you joined the Hare Krishna movement, obviously at one point in your life, you had some very interesting realizations. Even if you were born in the Hare Krishna movement, if you stayed in it, or at least, I don't know, orbit around it or whatever you're doing, um, the fact that you're listening to this class right now, means that you have some interest, obviously, and of course, many of you have great interest uh, in Krishna consciousness. And so that means all of us have had spiritual experiences when the knowledge just completely came to life for us and we realized this is the most important thing in the world. This is it. This is the most important thing in the world and uh, I need to do this no matter what the world thinks about me. I need to practice Krishna consciousness or at least serve the devotees because this is so important. This knowledge is so powerful. Krishna really is God. I really am an eternal soul. And I need to respond to that revelation. So um, the way to keep that knowledge, the way to keep that knowledge alive inside of us so that every day you wake up, and it's a brand new spiritual day. And, you know, you look around, you look out the window, and you realize that Krishna is everywhere. You realize that I'm a servant of Krishna. I've got to do something for Krishna today. In other words, you're, you're really alive in Krishna consciousness. Enthused, as we used to say in the good old days, fired up. So if you want to remain in that state of being spiritually alive and excited and just like, you know, the best thing that could happen to you today is that to find someone that you can talk to about Krishna. So we have to, we have to spread the knowledge. It's like, you know, it's like, here's a very domestic example. If you're cooking rice and you don't stir it or potatoes or almost anything, it can get stuck to the pot and then it burns. So if anyone is feeling stuck in Krishna consciousness, it's because you need to keep the, whatever you're cooking, you need to keep it moving. You need to stir it. 
And the way we do that is we give it to others. So the knowledge came in and I gave it out. I gave out that knowledge. And as soon as I do that, Krishna is going to give me more knowledge. And that creates a movement where Krishna is flooding me. Uh, Anandam Vudivardam, the first Sri Shastaka, Lord Chaitanya said that the Sankirtan movement is the ocean of bliss that actually increases, it expands the ocean of bliss. So if I'm giving out the knowledge that I've received, new knowledge, new ecstatic realizations are coming into me. I'm giving those away, more knowledge is coming, and I am watering my devotional creeper. We talked about the bhakti lata. Please don't say bhakti lata. I mean, please. Anyway, so lata, uh, me creeper, not a creep, but a creeper, uh, that plant that winds around, gives flowers. And so uh, when we give out whatever Christian conscious knowledge we have and the new knowledge comes in, that's the way we actually water our devotional creeper. And it starts to grow. Your life will be very exciting. You'll be having a great time every day. Every day will be a really interesting day. We will advance in Krishna consciousness. We'll just feel all kinds of energy. Like, I just can't wait to do my service. And that's the life we want. That is spiritual life. That's what it feels like. That's what it looks like. When every day we are just so enthusiastic, so excited to do our service. And I remember if I could tell one little story, and then I want to tell a few stories about uh, Lord uh, Nursinga's appearance day in 1972 when I had the good fortune of taking sannyas. I remember when I, when I joined the Berkeley Temple. I moved into the Berkeley Temple in September of 1969. And the next day, we had a little morning program that began around seven o'clock then. There was no, we didn't all do malarty. So went, it was, it was a, you know, short, maybe a half hour morning program. We'd sing samsara prayers, have a little arctic. We would, um, uh, the temple president, who was Hansa Duda, who just passed away actually, Hansa Duda would give a little class and then everyone would go do the temple cleanup, which we always used to do and it was very ecstatic. So uh, that was my first day. I mean, I'd moved in, you know, maybe middle of the day. And then that was my first morning program. I was really the new guy. And so they, at that point, they didn't give me any cleaning duty. So everybody went off to their duties. And I was just sitting there alone in the temple. And I was, uh, everything was so amazing, so new. And I suddenly had this powerful realization, which, I mean, it's very simple. But it really transformed me. And, and the realization was, I'm not the enjoyer, I'm a servant. And if you have any idea about the hedonism, the sort of shameless sense gratification that young people were dedicated to in that part of the world, Berkeley, San Francisco, and, and you know, by then everywhere, in 1969, that was an amazing realization. It was a realization which I actually felt my whole brain, I felt like my whole brain had been looking backwards and suddenly Krishna just straightened it out and now I was looking forwards. That simple realization, I'm a servant, I'm not the enjoyer. 
the purpose of life is not to gratify myself in every conceivable way, as everyone tended to believe back then, young people, but actually I'm a servant. So that simple realization and to take pleasure in it. Uh, that's Lord Nursing a Day's mercy because we tend to self-destruct. We tend to put ourselves in danger. And so Lord Chaitanya, uh, Lord Nisingadev, uh, he enlightens us and he protects us. He also protects us physically. Um, so clearly, this particular incarnation, Lord Nisingadev, is meant to reassure the devotees to, um, to give them confidence that the Lord will actually take care of them. I remember, I'll tell you very briefly, on that day in 1972, on this day in 1972, uh, I was going to take sannyas. And so the system was that I came down, I came into the temple in my custa clothes, which in those days we, we wore yellow clothes. Someone had thought that was a good idea, so we all wore yellow clothes. It wasn't white. And, uh, and so then Prabhupada... Uh, the morning program began and they'd set up a fire arena. And Prabhupada, of course, every morning he would sing Jai Radha Madhava for the morning program. But this day, instead of singing that, he sang Bajahure Mana, Sri Nanda Nandana, Avaya Charanaravindare. And I remember it was so potent. And of course, in the Hare Krishna movement, you know, we don't take hallucinogenic drugs, so I can't attribute what I saw anything like that. So I was in the back of the temple room somehow. It was crowded because, you know, it was a big deal. Sannyas, there were very few sannyasis. There were like, in those days, I think there were like three sannyasis in, in the whole world. It was a very big deal, and Prabhupada was giving sannyas to four of us. And so the temple was really crowded. So rather than sort of, you know, fight my way to the front, to see Prabhupada, I was just, I sort of stayed in the back. <clears throat> and um, as Prabhupada was singing Bajahure Mana, I had two realizations. Number one, that the whole temple room seemed to be dancing. And I don't mean the people in the room, I mean the building. It's, it's hard to describe. And I, like I said, I was perfectly lucid. And uh, but the, the whole temple, the temple, the building, which was the old temple room, now the museum, it was a very beautiful temple, personally designed by Prabhupada, actually. And it just seemed like the whole building was dancing in ecstasy, like it, like really, it became the spiritual world. And then I was thinking, why is Prabhupada chanting Baja Huremana? And then I had this realization in my heart because in that song, uh, Govinda Das is appealing to us to say, you know, what pleasure is there in material life? It's like the little drop of water on the lotus leaf. At any moment, it just slides off. And I, I had this realization that Prabhupada, through this song, had chosen this song because he was telling his spiritual children, especially the four of us who are taking sannyas, not to be cheated by Maya, not to fall into sense gratification, but to take shelter of Krishna's lotus feet and to serve Krishna. And that's how I experienced it. The spiritual father is giving me one last important lesson before he kind of unleashes me on the world in the sannyasa order. And so we sat down for the uh, ceremony and 
Kirtananda Swami is there, and Prabhupada actually had him do the fire sacrifice and even speak a few words at the fire sacrifice. And then this was the custom with Prabhupada. Uh, no, actually, before the actual fire sacrifice, but, uh, before the sacrifice, but after the talk, uh, we were given a plate. We were given a, like a tray that had our new sannyas clothes. And I guess the, you know, the devotees, probably the ladies, very kindly had made these clothes, you know, kurta cape and a sannyas dhoti. And uh, so we took this tray and we... Uh, went through the door in the back of the temple room the door probably would come in and uh, we went to some private place and we changed into the sannyas clothes and then we came out with our danda we made our dandas that was another funny thing because um uh i had to make a danda for the ceremony and so the devotees told me there's a good place to get bamboo that's where we get bamboo for dandas so they drove me in a car and they actually drove me to my high school there was a you know athletic field at my high school, and in in back in a back corner of the athletic field was bamboo. So I made my first danda out of bamboo from my high school, Hamilton High School, in Los Angeles near the temple. So anyway, uh, after the ceremony, uh, later in the day, we went to see Prabhupada. And Prabhupada said something very amazing to me. He said, just as uh, Lord Nursinga protected Prahlad, he will also protect you. So, of course, that was a, uh, an extraordinary blessing that we received from Prabhupada. And uh, so here we are. Another parents' day of Lord Nasinga Dave. And uh, we have to, Prahlad Maharaj, we want to know how to please Nasinga. That's easy. Just look at Prahlad. Who can please Lord Nasinga more than Prahlad? Obviously, no one. So, therefore, if, if we want to please Lord Nasinga, we follow Prahlad. Not by imitating him that we can drink poison or jump off cliffs and survive. I mean, obviously, we can't stupidly imitate those activities of Prahlad. But we can follow Prahlad in trying to spread Krishna consciousness, trying to teach. That's what Prabhupada asked us to do. He asked us to study his books, learn this knowledge. He also personally asked me to read books of general education so I could uh, present Krishna consciousness to educated people. And uh, let us follow Prahlad Maharaj and try to teach everyone that we can about Krishna consciousness. And then we will also get Nrsinga's mercy and be protected by him. So I let me see if there are any questions here. Just pouring in here. 
see uh what form does not a sing have in vaikuntha um that's a good question but um all that we know all that i know is what i learned from the acharyas and the shastras and i'm not sure the shastra talks about that but and i don't want to uh speak without having clear authority for it are there other Shastras besides Srimad Bhagavatam that describe the pastime of Lord Nasinga? I suspect very strongly that the different Puranas talk about, I mean, there are many books about Lord Nasinga. Very likely the Puranas speak about him. Do we have any pastimes besides Hiranyakashipu's demise? Uh, I have actually focused on the Bhagavatam. Uh, and I haven't really, I was never really that interested in all the other books. So. Uh, although you can look that up pretty easily. Do you think there is a significance that Prahlad, a pure devotee, came from a demon family, as to say our devotion does not matter? Um, or depend what our, de our devotion does not depend on what family comes from? Yeah, that is the point, really. I One time I was in Los Angeles, Prabhupada was giving the Bhagavatam class about Prahlad and from the seventh canto, and he said that I have experienced that just as Prahlad came from an Asura family, so some of my disciples also come from Asura family. You know, Prabhupada, of course, he had to deal with some uh, some very serious opposition. People in his movement, their parents would sort of, you know, become declared enemies of them. So Prabhupada did say that. Uh, Trying to, is there any other questions? See more. No. Um, I think that's all the questions. Here's uh, oh, okay. So, um, sometimes I hang up, I end the class, and then a minute later, I'm told there are other questions. So, if I didn't, uh, Okay, here's a question. When it says Nursingaday protects his devotees, does that mean from material troubles as well? Uh, I don't know if it's the case that every devotee in history, even in every devotee in ISKCON history, that ever prayed to Lord Nursingaday was immediately protected from some material uh, problem. What we do know is that if we take shelter, sorry, I don't know if you can hear that noise there. Unfortunately, they're cutting the bushes here. Um, what we do know for sure is this. If you're in trouble and you take shelter of Lord Nasingadev, everything that happens from that point on is directly Krishna's plan for you to bring you to the greatest possible happiness in Krishna consciousness. So if we do take shelter of Lord Nasingadev, we will be protected from illusion and will be protected from any destiny which ultimately will not make us happy and may just get us in trouble. So we are safe when we appeal to Lord Nasingadev, whether he wants to give us immediate material protection in that particular situation, which happens a lot, there are many, many devotee stories, or whether Lord Nasingadev has a plan for you and you can be best protected in a different situation. Uh, in either case, we just have to go with Lord Nasingadev 
and have absolute trust and faith in his perfect intelligence, we know for a fact that our intelligence is absolutely not perfect. I mean, all of us hopefully have lived long enough to know that our minds sometimes come up with very strange ideas. And so, yes, if we take shelter, Lord, and sing a day, we will end up in the best place and we will be happy. So, I'd like to thank you all very much for, uh, for being here. And I wish everyone a very happy Narasimha Chaturthi, Narasimha Parents' Day. And may Lord Narasimha Dave bless all of us. Hare Krishna.